Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Please consider supporting Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. Hey, this is Trevor from Halifax calling in to say that I support creative control on Patreon because I think long-form arts journalism is a crucial part of music culture and there's simply not enough of it out there today. Vish is a master interviewer, he lands great guests, and he has his finger on the pulse of the ever-changing music landscape both here in Canada and abroad. For all of these reasons and many more, I think you should support creative control on Patreon too. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol today. I'm Bisha's wife, and I will love him no matter what you do. And now he has me on the record saying that. Ladan Hussein is a powerful and uncompromising musician based in Toronto, Ontario. Once known as Cold Specs and earning comparisons to everyone from PJ Harvey to Swans, Hussein is a once-in-a-lifetime vocalist and songwriter who has toured the world extensively behind her acclaimed albums to date, 2012's I Predict a Graceful Expulsion, 2014's Neuroplasticity, and 2017's Fool's Paradise. After she spent some time out of the spotlight, in the spring of 2019, Toronto Life published an essay by Hussein entitled How I Survived a Psychotic Break, which chronicled a depression-induced downturn, which resulted in a two-month stay at a mental health facility, a diagnosis of schizophrenia, and eventually a life-changing treatment. Having retired Cold Specs as her performing moniker, Hussein is now working on new music, and sounds, and will preview her work by appearing at the 2021 virtual Hillside Inside Festival, which takes place February 5th to 7th. Leathan and I connected for a chat recently about her move from Montreal back to Toronto, Somali parental expectations when it comes to pursuing music as a career, 
a distracting snowblower, her mental health, and a life-changing episode, arts and culture she's enjoyed during the pandemic, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control and Massey Hall's concert film series live at masseyhall.com where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past or even extremely recent podcast guests like Ludden when they still went by Cold Specs. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 595th episode of Creative Control, featuring the remarkably talented Ludden with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Ludden. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. First of all, where in the world are you? I'm in Toronto. That is uh, a nice city. I miss Toronto. Did you know that I live in Edmonton, Alberta now? I don't know if you knew where I lived in the first place, but I feel like you maybe did. You lived in Guelph, didn't you? That's right. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. That's where I lived. But now I live in uh, in Edmonton. Anyway, things here are relatively well. How are things in Toronto? How have things been in Toronto for you? Uh, since uh, we've all been under lockdown because of the pandemic? My day-to-day life hasn't changed too much. I mean, I was always a, quite a bit of a recluse and kept to myself. And uh, I don't know, I just, I don't go out very often, so it doesn't change anything for me, really. And just, um, the only thing that's been hard is attempting to, like, get a, a a performance-based record with musicians in a room together that's it's just been impossible and that's been really frustrating it's affected my work but i haven't allowed it to overwhelm me right right uh, like you say you were kind of used to maybe spending time in in isolation uh anyway uh some of these terms that we use now are interesting to me like Physical distance. Well, I've always liked to be physically distanced from people. I don't like people. You know what I mean? Like, I like the isolation part of it on the one hand. But then, of course, you know, I don't want to make light of things. People are are struggling with this stuff uh, as well. Now, I feel like the last time we chatted in, in you know, formally, uh, we were both in Halifax, uh, my record show. Uh, we were both uh, there in around 2014. And I think at the time you were living in Montreal, right? That was that's right. Yeah. So, what prompted the move uh, away from Montreal back to? And you're from Etobicoke, which is just outside of Toronto. For people who don't know, right? Yeah, it's a part of Toronto. It's just like a suburb of Toronto. Yeah. Um, I moved here like 2015. I lived in Montreal for like a year, maybe two years, and I left because I it wasn't. It was a good place to be to. To help, like to have to have an affordable studio and and you know cheap rent for a musician. But besides that, I just missed my friends and family, and I was homesick. And I also went through, I was I went through a breakup and just just wanted to get out of the city, hmm. so I moved to Toronto. 
Okay. Now, when we spoke last, you were working under the moniker Cold Specs. Uh, that is uh, how a lot of people uh, know you still, I think, probably. But you've uh, sort of uh, abandoned that name, so to speak. Uh, is that that's the case? Yeah. Who knows if it was a good move? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah. But I'm done with Cold Specs. I it just felt like a natural change. Um, I also with Cold Specs, I've always worked with this producer by the name of Jim Anderson, and I started working with uh, different collaborators, and it just felt like a natural change for me to like to just you know rid myself of that moniker. Uh, hmm. Yeah, That's, feels good. Feels good to be. Yeah, I, I've talked to a few different artists who have have done this. Uh, some. Some people alternate between a, an original sort of, you know, show business name and then they go under their own name. Maybe they go back to the, the thing. But you feel like Cold Specs is, is way in the rearview mirror. It's in the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel what? How do you feel as a as an artist now that you have a you're going under your own name? I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel leaving? You made an illusion there. You said, I don't know if this was a great idea. Which I, that's like marketing speak, I think probably is what you're getting at, right? People know you as one thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty known as Cold Specs in Canada and it, it might be difficult coming back with a new name and trying to attempt to reach those old fans from a marketing standpoint. But I just kind of realized that I shouldn't give a fuck about that and do what feels good for me. Um, the record is, the new record is like, pretty personal as well and I just felt like it was time that I just put my stamp on it and attached my name Leathern to it and it feels good I'm I'm happy with the decision the label seems to be really into it too um hmm. so let's see how let's see how it goes <laughs> now, now which label is that at the moment uh Mute Records Mute okay yeah because I think I mean uh, the other thing that strikes me is so now you're you're working under your own name Ladon, but I knew you as Al so you were uh, yeah. you were Al Specs from Cold Specs. A lot of sort of fantastical made up names. <laughs> is that fair to say? Yeah, I had a fake name, stage name for a while. I I just wasn't comfortable with having my real name attached to the songs when I was younger, and I made up a fake name, Al Specs, and uh, I just went with that stage name for. I kind of got rid of it by by like 2015. I stopped using it. Hmm. So it's been like it's been a couple of years. Okay, so this is sort of old news for you, but I'm just trying to catch catch myself up and 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 other people up if that's okay. I don't mean to go dredging, no, don't worry. dredging through the past, but this it is sort of it feels monumental on some level. And you mentioned that you know you felt self conscious about performing under your own name. Now that you're a little bit older and can look back upon that, do you know where that? anxiousness if you will where that come where that may have come from like this notion of shrouding yourself in a couple yeah. a couple of different performative names like where does that come from or where did it come from i should say i was making music in secret like i my family didn't know about it and i i didn't want them to know about it in the beginning and so i made up a fake name so that when they like when publications would release or talk about me or interview me i'd I have i'd have a fake name and i wouldn't be google searchable hmm. but they they found out eventually and they like they're really into it and are really supportive now and i just uh i didn't give them the benefit of i just uh i just assumed that they wouldn't be supportive and they're very loving and happy with it all now and by the time i we, 
by the time that I uh, realized they were into it, I uh, got rid of that name. I see. There's a bit of there's a bit of a buzzing noise in the background. Yes, I apologize for that, and for anyone listening, uh, I live in the land of snowblowers, and. Uh, <laughs> That's what Edmonton is. There's just snowblowers. This has not happened during a recording of the show, and I've <laughs> counted my blessings about that, but it is happening as we speak, and presumably there's only so much snow to go around, and if I stall long enough, uh, the person will stop. I don't know what to do. What do I do? Do I put a do not disturb sign on the front of my house <laughs> for my neighbors? I have like an elderly neighbor, and they hire a company. Like They hire some people to come by, and we've had some snow, so... I'm sorry. Is it is it distracting? Can we continue? Like I know it's yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fine. Uh, I just noticed it. No, it's... no, it just popped up. <laughs> you were right to notice it. Very observant, and I feel uh, I feel badly about it. But this is where I have like a you know what I like our new house. We have a new house. My 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 family and I, and I have my own little office space. Before in Guelph, my office space was also the laundry room, and uh, <laughs> it was complicated. You you thought there was buzzing there. There was often a washing machine or a dryer going in the background sometimes. So anyway, my point here is this. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned something about your family uh, and and perhaps uh, keeping them at bay. And I'm familiar with this growing up, uh, being into rock and roll music. I had to fake the drum kit. I had to pretend that the drum kit I had obtained, I, I played drums. Uh, I had to pretend to my parents that the drum kit I had obtained was someone else's and I was borrowing it. And this went on for years. I just couldn't admit <laughs> to them that I had uh, purchased a drum kit with my own money. So they were disapproving of music, or did you? Do you now look back? Because now I think on it, like, what would have been the big deal? I told them I had a drum kit. Well, what were they going to do? Like, I mean, it was in the house anyway. Do you feel like why was I hiding this from my parents? Because now you feel like they're they're supportive. Do you have those sort of retrospective regrets? Yeah, I mean they had a different plan for me. They wanted me to become a lawyer. Mm. I was going to school. I was going to U of T and I dropped out of my bachelor program, my undergraduate program. And I didn't tell them and I decided to pursue music in my community, in the Somali community. It's like very frowned upon for a female to pursue music. Right. And so I was going by like the community's expectations of me and not by what my actual parents might feel. You know, I would just, uh, I kind of rolled with the stress of the community, the feelings the communities might yeah. have. Um, yeah. But isn't that, they, they, that's your parents too, though, right? Like my parents, I don't know if you had this, but like, yes, you you mentioned the community, but that's what they were afraid of, the shame. Like yeah. it wasn't even that they, I mean, I think they were conditioned to believe uh, Indian kids in Canada should do a certain thing, become a lawyer. And my mom always said this because I argued a lot, by the way. Oh, well, you're going to be a lawyer because you argue about everything. Were you an arguer by the by, by any chance? Um, I was an opinionated child. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So there's this kind of cultural and I guess it's social, really. Like they, my, I don't know, I, I'm trying to psychoanalyze my, my parents in this situation, but I think they wanted me to do well because it would make them look good. Among other things, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, I th I think for me, like they they left like a war torn country to have better opportunities for their children, and they just didn't assume. They just I didn't think that they would think that music would be a, something that would be a reasonable career choice. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Which considering is, all that that they sacrificed, you know. Yeah, so it's practical more than they. You know, did they like music? Was there music in the house? Yeah, there was always music in the house. That's the fun, <laughs> that's the thing I find hypocritical because <laughs> all the religious stuff. My parents, you know, pujas and stuff. When my parents had you know little ceremonies and you know gatherings, always music. Like they always played music, but that for me or my sister to like or engage in music, not a not a good thing. Like they didn't want this to happen. So. How are you able to learn to play music uh, with your parents around? Were you able to do that or did that come after? I always like took music in like middle school and high school. Like I played the flute and, sa- and saxophone when I was a kid. So that was always fine. And then I, my mom bought me a guitar for my like my 15th birthday. I was fine. Oh, they bought you a guitar. Well, see, that's it. Yeah. Mixed messages there, right? <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting at. Maybe did you read too much into that pressure by any chance? Like, the pressure to not do music? Because now I, now that you're speaking of it, like, maybe we internalized something that wasn't quite the, 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 the direct message. Like, they're buying you a guitar. That's facilitating. When I think back <laughs> on it, they'd say, oh, you can't go to concerts, but they'd still loan me the car. And I would go to concerts like, uh, you know, like, so that's why I, I find anyway, we're not going to unpack our whole childhoods in this podcast, but I, <laughs> I do think there's some mixed messaging going on. It sounds like, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> they um, want, they want you to be happy. They want you to, they thought, they thought of it as a hobby, right. you know, they didn't think I was going to, you know, pursue it as a career. Right. So were they. When when did they dis- like so you kept it from them for a while but did they know that Cold Specs uh, had a profile the name you performed under were they aware of it at some point I think I got away with it for like a year but then I did like a TV show and they just my mom just happened to be flipping the channels and saw me on TV and she just <laughs> called me up and is like so what's going on <laughs> <laughs> but was that was that a nice moment for both of you. Yeah, it was fine. It was it was on the CBC, so she was quite proud. Um, it was uh, it was a nice moment, and we kind of bonded over the over it all on the phone call, and it was great. That's sweet. That's see, that's nice. Uh, and so, are you having lived away from them uh, for some time uh, in Montreal? And I know, did you not live in England for a period as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, so you I'm, were you're trying to find yourself, obviously. But I remember my my parents thought I would even when I told them I was getting married. They're like, so you'll be moving home? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They had this weird cultural expectation. Like, is that in your culture as well? Like, are the children expected to kind of hang around for as long as possible? Um, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Especially the, the women, especially. Right. Yeah. But it was pretty clear you're not, you were not going to be doing that at some point. <laughs> no. <laughs> I... I left when I was 21, mm. and, the, and then I, I moved back when I was, like, 30, because uh, I had some issues, so I had to move back and, like, recover in a safe space. Right. Okay. So you've been reconnecting with your family on some level, or you have been for a, a few years now, it seems. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now you mentioned some issues there. This 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 sort of made the news uh, a couple of years ago now, I think. Uh, and I want to approach this as sensitively as possible, uh, obviously. But do you want to talk a little bit about those issues and and how you're doing now? Yeah, I'm doing good. I think I talked about it way too soon. Um, 
a couple of years ago. I thought I had healed, but I wasn't. And I wanted to talk about it so much with some, with people because I had dealt with it on my own for a while. Mm. Um, and also it's not something that's discussed. Mental health is kind of like brushed under the carpet in, uh, the Somali community. And so I just felt the need to speak about it. But I look back on those, the, that, sh- that shit and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I wasn't in a, I wasn't in the best place, even though I thought that I was. I probably needed another year or two. Yeah. Um, but I'm good now. I don't mind talking about it. I, I did a tour. It was like a very long, exhausting tour and it was very stressful and there wasn't very much time in between cities or time scheduled for sleep. So I was just like awake for most of the tour. And then it sort of triggered a severe insomnia mm. that led to, that triggered a schizophrenic episode that lasted for like seven months. Mm. It was pretty dark. Um, I isolated myself so my family, like they had no idea, but by the time they like got in touch with me, they immediately hospitalized me. And I was, uh, I was in a mental hospital for a couple months uh, and got the right medication and I've been I've been pretty stable ever since. Well, I mean, congratulations on that and it's lucky for all of us that that's the case. Uh, had you had any similar incidents before? Were there any telltale signs that something like this might be on the horizon? No. No, I, I, there's a I have like some members of my family who are bipolar and schizophrenic, so it, there's definitely mental health issues run in my family, but I didn't know that until after I got sick. Um, there, I'd never, I'd had like depression and anxiety in the past, but never psychosis. Yeah, it's not something that maybe previous generations were so frank to discuss. Uh, um, I feel like uh, older generations, when it comes to health, they don't want to worry us, the younger generation, on some level. You know, like maybe. Uh, inseminate ideas in our head that we might be ill or might become ill at some point. Maybe I I thought about that a lot recently, but I remember, uh, I think it was in 2019, you wrote like a Toronto life article. Um, was it? Yeah. 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 Detailing, uh, what had occurred. And for those who didn't see that, um, do you mind talking about how your issues sort of manifested themselves? You did discuss maybe, how they occurred or why they may have occurred, sleep deprivation, exhaustion, but what else was going on that alarmed yourself and your family? I mean, I was hearing voices uh, and I was incredibly, I had paranoid delusions and uh, it was a very dark time and it was very, as soon as they came in touch with me and they they saw this, like I I was living in a condo near the near the Eaton Center and it had a lot of had big windows um, and I was convinced that the ads from the Eaton Center were speaking to me I would hear voices and see shadows everywhere and um, yeah it was it was pretty it's pretty dark okay I thought I thought the Illuminati had tapped my phone and were trying to recruit me (laughs) right which is something something you can laugh about now but that is, uh, you know, that is deep paranoia on some level. Uh, yeah. Although, I mean, talking about it now, we are in an age of conspiracy theories, shadow organizations. You know, that is a big thing, particularly down in the United States. Uh, so, in a sense, <laughs> you were—I don't want to say you were ahead of your time, but you—you you, <laughs> were—you were experiencing these thoughts and feelings. Are you someone when you think back on it? 
uh, or, or even now, are you someone who, I know you're a critical thinker. We've spoken a few times. I've seen you perform. I've read interviews. I know you think critically. I don't know. Does any of that, just your sort of, I don't know, intellectual instincts, do you feel like they played a role in those thoughts of, we call them paranoia now, but like just thinking about things, you know what I mean? Like critically, like how the world works. Like, do you think that informed what, what, you know, what you experienced? No, I think it was mainly due to the fact that I was awake for like four months. Mm. Like I'd barely slept and I wasn't eating. I had a really bad eating disorder. Um, and it was just, I wasn't kind to myself. And that was, that was, that's what happened. When you assess that period, it sounds to me uh, that that your career, your vocation as a musician, uh, impacted you in an adverse way. You were sleep deprived because of a tour. Uh, you were going. You were stressed out, probably because of stuff. the album. Yeah, the yeah. album. Yeah. So, how do you reconcile that? The thing you love. The thing that you that fulfills you spiritually and you know I guess also you know vocationally uh, it had this negative impact yeah. on you. How do you reconcile that? And how did you? I assume you have because you're making music again, which again we're all very grateful for. But how do you reconcile that? Like I was put in this strange position because of my work. Um, I definitely considered leaving music because I I didn't know if I could handle it again. Mm-hmm. But I've made some changes. Uh, I I take my time with it. I'm very. I, I mean, I've been working on this record since like 2019, just writing slowly and slowly, not like giving into the stressful album cycle thing where you have like a couple months to write, record, put the record out, go on tour. Like I don't do that anymore. I take my time when the shit comes, it comes. We record it. We record it not in a stressful stressful environment um i have a really good new manager who's uh really amazing and i've been getting along great with her uh i also work with a team of mental health experts who who monitor me and keep me in check and whenever i'm feeling stressed out about work or anything they're there for me which is great um okay so you've you've obviously taken that experience and those experiences and and made changes uh, for the for the better. So that's that's good. I mean, you alluded to the fact that you may have talked about this too early. So that to me suggests a couple of things. The first is, did you have uh, other incidents, or uh, or did you realize that this was more powerful uh, than you you thought, or, or something? What occurred that made you think? I, I think I talked about this too early. Just a feeling. I just, uh, I spent some time healing. And by the time I really felt like I was back to normal and back to my actual self, it probably wasn't until like, I'd say late 2019 mm. was when. I, and then I, that's when I came to the realization that I probably talked about it too early. Um, it's not something I analyzed too much, though. It's kind of, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. At some point, you have to. That's, I assume, letting go of things is a big part of how you operate now. Like not, yeah, yeah not dwelling yeah. on things. Exactly. Yeah, because that's a stressor. We don't really think about it, but when we dwell on things and don't, you know, fixate on them, we we can't let them go. I mean, quite literally. So, uh, anyway, again, I'm not going to armchair 
psychologize this uh, <laughs> situation. But um, the other thing that occurs to me in terms of when you spoke about it, and I know, see, I, I think of you, again, as a very thoughtful person, and I think of you as an unpretentious person in that some people in your position might be like, well, now I have a story to tell for the next album cycle. Uh, because now, what? because you came out and talked about it when you did, I think I, it's fair to say, as I recall, in between public work, right? Like in between public records or whatever, like putting out a record. Is that for, you talked about it at a time when you were kind of, you haven't put out a record since what, 2017 or something? Yes. Right. So what's going to happen, as you probably can anticipate, is you're going to finish your record and put it out and people are going to wonder uh, how these experiences inform that record. Um, do you feel like the songs you're working on are informed by those experiences? It's not a dark record. Um, it's more, it's a hopeful kind of record. It's, um, it's about, a lot of the songs deal with survival and there's some songs just about like a breakup as well that have nothing to do with anything hmm. that I went, that I went through like with my episode. I think when it comes to, going forwards i'm i'm gonna be very careful about how i discuss it like um yeah. there will be no details about delusions or anything like that uh, delusions or anything like that um mm -hmm. also because i just don't want to relive the shit like i just want to put it behind me and it sometimes triggers like trauma dreams and i don't i'm 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 in a really good place now and i, I don't need to relive it so yeah, yeah. um I don't want it to be like the story around the album. So I'll be very careful with how it's going to be. You know, I'm not going to allow my mental health to be something that's used in the, in the, in, in a marketing way. Yeah. I appreciate that. And and I should say, I appreciate you addressing this at all. Uh, at this point, I, I don't mean to dwell on it either, but for me, it's also a catch up because I've not talked to you, I think in six seven years, years. Or seven years. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So so the new record, uh, you talked about changes. Uh, I think your sound uh, has captivated people. I think it's mystified people as well. Uh, do you foresee? And I mean, you're you're where? What? Sorry, before I get into that, where are you? What stage are you at with the new album? Are you close to being done? Oh, it's been a fucking nightmare. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, it's been. We've been trying pandemic-related nightmares, I assume, as well. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pan yeah. No, pandemic-related nightmares. Because initially, like, we just really wanted it to be like a band performance-based record, um, live instruments and vocals at the same time. But that's been impossible. So it's going to be. I'm going to be breaking two records. So that because I've written a lot of songs, so the first one is going to be like a stripped-down kind of affair uh and the second one is going to be the performance record that i wanted to make as soon as the vaccine hits <laughs> oh okay so this is you're going to bring people in for that one yeah more people in. have you been able to record at home sometimes like writing demos but nothing nothing of good quality <laughs> okay uh, uh i'm going in this i'm going to be working like in the next two weeks three weeks and we're going to be recording just for like a couple weeks and then it'll be I think I'm dropping a song in the spring, so we'll oh. see how it goes. Okay. And so uh, who are you making that record with at the moment? I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. That's 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 intriguing in itself. I appreciate it. This is, uh, this is funny because we're talking. Normally, you know, I talk to people. They've got a record out or we, and we can talk about it. But you are actually performing 
at uh, the Hillside Inside Festival, which is ostensibly why uh, we've connected here. Uh, what is that going to be like exactly for you? Have you done many of these kind of video or streaming? Yes. No, none? This is my first one. Um, uh, I helped a friend of mine has a studio and uh, I helped him build it like a couple years. I was, it used to be my studio, but I'm not a part of it anymore. But I still go in there when I need to do some stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I went in there with a piano player, socially distanced, and we filmed it. And then I played some songs on guitar. Um, okay. So yeah. and we filmed we filmed it really nice. So it'll, it'll I guess it's coming out for first week of February. That's right. Yeah, the the festival is the fifth to the seventh uh, of February, twenty twenty one. Uh, so people will, and I think it's only up for that period, as I recall. Like it's you have to watch yeah. it. Yeah. So will you be? Will we see new songs? Will we hear and see new songs, or are you digging into the catalog? There's two new songs. One old song and then another song that is old, but I've never released it. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you talk about that song a little bit and why it uh, has resurfaced? I suppose. Uh, sure. Uh, I did a Spotify session in like 2012 and played it, and it was supposed to be on the first record, but we could never get the arrangement right with the band. And um, I did a Spotify session where I just played it solo. Uh, and someone at the label, it's only available in the UK for some reason. And someone at the label brought it up, and I hadn't thought of it, thought of it in years because it's not available on Spotify in Canada. Hmm. And, and uh, so they they sent me the track, and I listened to it, and I thought, wow, I can't believe I never recorded this properly. So kind of fell back in love with it and it kind of relates to my experiences um my recent experiences so i think it's an appropriate kind of song interesting a little bit of self-foreshadowing it sounds like somehow yeah and what's the song called on the move on the move okay and it relates to your We'll leave it at that for now. A little nebulous. It relates to your recent experiences, but it's from 2012. Well, I guess it, it's, <laughs> it's just from, well, it's not, I wrote it when I was like a teenager. It's one of the first songs that I ever, I ever wrote. Um, oh. And it, it, I guess it deals with, you know, just like depression and, and trying to find peace. Um, well, that, that I mean, we can all, some, a lot of us can relate to some aspect of that these days, I would think. Are you consuming a lot of culture are you watching shows are you listening to records these kinds of things has anything struck your fancy in the last little while uh i was listening to something the other day it was a song called daddy by let me just pull up my spotify sure i think her name was charlotte carden oh yeah i've heard the name yeah yeah charlotte carden i've been obsessed with that daddy Um, okay yeah that song's great. Um, I've been into. I listened to the Phoebe Bridgers record for the first time recently. The the latest one. What did you make of it? Everyone is is raving about Phoebe Bridgers, and she also marketing campaign or like just she's done a good job, I guess, of of being in the news a lot, just making statements, saying things in interviews, uh, and that is mostly how I've engaged with with Phoebe her, at this point. 
her Goo Goo Dolls cover that she put out recently, Iris. Yes. That's, that's f- fantastic. I really, I don't know, I was really into it. I, I'm not sure why it took me so long to pick it up, but I've been digging it. Mm. I've also been listening to um, this kid named Mustafa. He put out two songs. He's, I guess he's releasing a record soon. It's like a like folk songs from the hood, which oh. I, I really, really love. I think you'd like it. There's a song called Stay Alive and Air Forces. From Toronto? Yes. Okay, okay. From, you, he's he's from Regent Park. Are, are you, are you like, do you know Mustafa? I've met him a couple of times. He's oh, okay. a really sweet guy. Okay, all right. So music, that's, I feel like the last time we chatted about like TV shows you watched and movies, and I, I, I always like when uh, I get to speak to people about those things because I've been watching a lot of things myself. And I mean, are you, uh, is that something that uh, appeals to you at this point to just sort of hunker down and maybe watch a a series or a a movie or something? I've been obsessed with the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the witch. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's right. You, you, you enjoy witchcraft as I recall still. Uh, I like witchy shows. (laughs) (laughs) That is never going to change. You just, you, something about witches appeals to you. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's that show is older, is it not? No, not the one from the nineties. They've done like a new thing oh. on Netflix, um, and it's kind of an interpretation of the, but it's not as like a sitcom comedy type thing. Um, it's a, it's a lot better. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. I, I'll have to check that out. I've been. I'm still uh, knee deep in the Sopranos. Rewatching the Sopranos. Did you ever watch that show? No, I've never watched it. It's kind of dark. It's quite violent and and horrible on one hand, but it also somehow is timeless. Uh, and and then on the comedy front, have you seen that Ted Lasso show at all? No, I've seen something. I've seen recently. I've seen the the Queen's Gambit. I watched recently, which oh, yeah. was amazing. Right. I thought that was great. Yeah, that's. Uh, do you enjoy chess? I've never played it, but I like the show. You've never played chess in your whole life. Uh, no, I've never played it. Checkers? I've played checkers. Chess is but... chess is the thinking man's checkers, if I might say. I don't it... <laughs> Have you have you watched the Queen's Gambit and thought I should I kind of like has it appeal, you know, do you want to you want to you want to play chess? Do you want to learn how to play chess? No, it didn't appeal to me in that way. Um <laughs> That's uh that's bad marketing on their part, if I might say. <laughs> Real opportunity for chess people there. Well, good. I mean, it's uh, uh, what about books? I'm just curious now. I'm just I'm wondering. I just wonder what people are doing because I know what I'm doing in my house all the time. And it, by the way, it's like minus 29 as I'm talking to you here in Edmonton. So that's I was horrible. Already feeling like I wouldn't leave the house for the winter anyway. But yeah. So uh, are you reading things? Anything cool come up? I'm reading Gwendolyn Brooks's selected poetry at the moment, and some oh. Pablo Pablo Neruda is always. I always read Pablo Neruda poems. I'm rereading. I've read it probably ten times, but uh, One Hundred Years of Solitude. Um, rereading that because it's. I guess it's one of my favorite books. I always find myself going back to it. Does that feel time? Uh, does that feel timely somehow? What do you mean? Well, the solitude part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing okay with the solitude, like you said. <laughs> like you said, you you were pretty self-contained to begin with, right? Yeah, I mean, I I came out of the hospital at the end of 2018, and I'd like since 2018 to about 2020, I've like just barely left the house, only occasionally to 
for meetings or to see friends, but I spent a lot of time just like dealing with being in my own skin and feeling good about it. So I'm quite used to being on my own and I actually prefer my own company. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. One, of, one of the reasons I was asking you about stuff you've been by others that you might have consumed is, do you find it inspiring or even baffling that so much stuff is still coming out given the lockdown and what's happening? Like, it, I'm a little overwhelmed. I can't keep up. Like, I thought things would sort of slow down, but it doesn't feel that way. Does that inspire you as an artistic person that people are just keeping on? Like, they're just making stuff all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's made me feel like a bit of a loser because I haven't put much out. Um, but um, it's been nice to see people still being active, um, not allowing it to affect their release schedules and continuing. Like, I was really happy that Basha Boulet put out her record at the beginning of lockdown, mm-hmm. even though she, she, she could have waited, but she went ahead with her plans. Um, I, Taylor Swift put out two fucking records. That's right. That a- <laughs> yeah. That's right. People are making as much stuff as they possibly can. I do want to circle back and, and uh, suggest slash remind you that you are not a loser uh, in any way. I was I was kidding. I know you are. I know you're kidding. <laughs> but like, don't feel like a loser because you're not making stuff. You joined TikTok. I saw that. That's something. That was, you used your energy for something good there. You're making TikToks. I'm taking my time with it. I'm not going to rush it. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Well, so yes, we will uh, see you at uh, Hillside uh, Inside 2021. So people can learn more about that at the uh, hillsidefestival.ca. Where, 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 I mentioned TikTok. Where, where, if people were to keep up with you, so to speak, and and uh, you know uh, keep tabs on your progress uh, with your new record, where would you like them to go? I ask this because. Uh, it used to be pretty rote. You could send someone to their, uh, you could send listeners to a website, but I have found people say, oh, I only use this. I only use Instagram. So just follow me on Instagram. Like, do you have a thing that you would prefer people follow you on or, or keep tabs on you with uh, a website or something? Um, Instagram and Twitter, I guess. Yeah. dot sounds. Okay. Okay. So we'll keep tabs there. Now, if we can go out on a song, uh, of yours, uh, that would be lovely. Uh, and I, at this point, you know, again, don't have any new music per se. But is there something we we can play for people? Um, I like Winter Solstice. Winter Solstice. So, what do you want to say about that particular song? It's an old song. Um, I recorded it at a studio called Mono Valley in Wales. It has uh backing vocals by members of the London Community Gospel Choir as also the Porth Call male, all-male choir and horns by Terry Edwards. So I, love, I love the band and the way we connected on that song. And Rob Ellis was involved in it as well, which was nice. Um, it's one of my favorite songs I've, I've written and recorded. Now this is going back, what, nine years? This is from your first... Real, I guess this is from my predict a graceful expulsion, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's it's fascinating to me that we went so far back. I feel like you're starting again on some level. If I might again be heavy-handed about what should have been a very simple segue into a song, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you feel like uh, you know you're at peace with the the past on some level, and it might be informing 
I like this. I like that you were reminded of a Spotify song that you didn't like. Something's going on there. You're you're you seem appreciative and grateful. I guess. Well, thank you. Is that fair? Like you just you you're thinking about what you've done and maybe feeling good about it. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely I've been listening to my older records to reference things just as reference points. Um. I always do that when I'm making a new record. I'll listen to the older ones, but now I've got three older ones, and I can see what I. Uh, but I've also been analyzing like what I probably should have done and shouldn't have done. Like I, I don't like uh, my second and third record anymore. Oh, <laughs> why? Why? What, what's wrong with them per se? They're just like too experimental and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel like you were maybe being a bit indulgent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. It sounds like uh, uh, you're, you're you're on a track to do uh, a stripped down record. You said, and then maybe something more intricate, maybe balance that that impulse to be you know throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Like that's good. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Well, let's go to this uh, now. This is from the 2012 album. Uh, I predict a graceful expulsion. Uh, which uh, was released at the time by Cold Specs. This is uh, Winter Solstice. We'll dedicate this to the person operating the snowblower uh, during <laughs> during our conversation, I guess. Why not give them a little shout-out? Uh, Ladon, thank you so much for this time. It's so nice to to hear from you and to have you back uh, working, and uh, I wish you the best luck with everything, and I hope we speak again soon. Thank you, Vish. Have a nice day.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One more thank you to Ludden for returning to this podcast, Creative Control, and in this case, for the 595th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me directly at Vishkana on Twitter and at Vishkana on Instagram. Hey, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this show. Now, $6 or more a month grants you access to exclusive content, audio content and video content from my archives, just things I have that I want to share again. And so, yeah, $6 or more gets you that that stuff. But, you know, it doesn't matter what you decide to, to pledge. It could be $6, it could be $4, it could be $3. It could be $25 a month. Whatever you can afford, and it's flexible, it's monthly, you can always change it. So, uh, oh, also, and if you're interested in a Creative Control t-shirt, I, I can work something out with you. Just just go to patreon.com slash creative control and, uh, you know, make your donation and then message me and I'll figure out a way to get you uh, uh, either a maroon or bright yellow t-shirt. Those are the colors. Two designs. I can tell you more. Patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to live at MasseyHall.com where you can watch uh, beautifully captured concerts by great Canadian artists as I said off the top of the show. One of those concerts is by Cold Specs who now goes by Ludden. I also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. As always, thank you to my oldest, dearest... Well, he's not the oldest, but he's one of my oldest and dearest friends. Let's go. I'm going to rewind that. One of my oldest and dearest friends, Jim Guthrie. He lets me use some music on the show, and you can learn more about Jim, and you should, at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you very much for listening to this episode with Lovin. I hope you enjoyed it and reconnecting with her. Sorry about the snowblower. I, I'm not sure what to do. That's never happened before. Sucked, but I think we made it through. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you consider subscribing to the podcast and maybe asking your friends to listen to it. Maybe they'll subscribe to the podcast and maybe they'll tell their friends about it, spread the word about it. That would be great. But whatever it is you do, I want to thank you for listening to this and listening to me right now. And I will talk to you very soon. 
Bye for now. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.